One of the hallmarks of any academic conference are the conversations that take place in between sessions, in hallways, and over meals. In our third GeoThink conversations, we aim to give you a flavor of these discussions at GeoThink's now-concluded 2017 Summer Institute. The theme of this year's institute was Smart City, Toward a Just City. An interdisciplinary group of faculty and students tackled many of the policy, legal, and ethical issues related to smart cities. Each of the three days of the Summer Institute combined workshops, panel discussions, and hands-on learning modules that culminated in a competition judged by Montreal city officials and local tech entrepreneurs. The topic of our conversation was how to make sure human concerns remain paramount in the design of increasingly digital smart cities. It features Open North Executive Director Jean-Noé Landry, GeoThink co-applicant Stéphane Roche, Associate Professor in University of Laval's Department of Geomatics, and Victoria Fast, an Assistant Professor at University of Calgary's Department of Geography. And of course, I'm Drew Bush, and I'll be helping to steer the conversation along. To start us off, Roche got the conversation rolling on how to understand smart cities as a transition from urban living as it has been portrayed since the early 18th century to a new type of city based upon social organization and community that is aided by open data and digital technology. As I mentioned yesterday, uh, it, it's difficult to define what smart, it, it, what smart city is because it's, a, it's more a transition than, than a, a stable status. It's, 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 it's a kind of transition in between the, what city were what we know about what city were before, you know, since since the the, the beginning of the 18th century, they have been designed for uh, 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 based on a certain uh, understanding of what uh, what should be the the the, the, the aim of the city, um, and now everything uh, is changing. Um, not only because of climate change, not only because of, of uh, digital transformation, but, but because society uh, uh, is changing. And so the way, uh, um, I mean, what, what we could name urbanity, that the, the, the way people live together in a urban environment is changing. So, so we don't exactly know what uh, a city is today. Sometimes, uh, I, when I give presentation about smart city, my first slide is, uh, city is dead. Mm -hmm. No more city. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> so, yes, that's why, for me, a smart city is essentially a, a, a reflection about uh, how city uh, could, should evolve in the, in the future, uh, based on uh, uh, what we would like to do with this kind of social organization. I mean, I think the, just to jump in, I mean, I think the, the, the point about social organizations within cities raises the, the notion of uh, communities, right? So when we talk about smart cities, we're also talking about smart communities. And what does that mean? And I think the point that, uh, that was just made about um, the vision and the aspiration of, you know, the smart city kind of discourse um, really needs to kind of connect with the reality of people's experiences like you know on a day-to-day -day basis and what cities can do to create those conditions to kind of improve you know a range of different indicators in terms of you know, citizen kind of, uh, and residents experiences there 
But at the core for me, for when we talk about smart cities, it's smart cities with whom and for whom. And that really kind of sets the way that you engage these different communities and these different kind of stakeholders uh, in building this, uh, a city collectively. Um, it's not just about sensors. It's about, you know, people coming together and sharing that, that collective experience, um, you know, and hopefully improving it by becoming smarter and more agile and all that. I'm really glad you mentioned that. Smart cities really should be about the communities and the people that we're building them smarter for. And, and cities are facing increased challenges, you know, population, climate, uh, you know, unsustainable transportation, energy systems. And fundamentally, you know, you ask most people what is a smart city and the answer is internet and communication technologies, ICT, to kind of build bigger, better and better cities. But it's so important to focus on the people who actually uh, will be living and breathing in the smart city every day. The good thing about the, this huge debate uh, about smart city for um, maybe five or six years now is that uh, city, I mean, it, it allows us to uh, refocus on city and community uh, and but because we, I mean, if, except people working on uh, uh, urbanism or, 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 or uh, urban science, uh, the, the focus w was no more on city. City was just something that, you know, uh, and, and now there is so much um, uh, reflection, debate about city. Uh, even if some of the, 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 the debate are probably too technically oriented, but, but I mean, uh, digital transformation are, are, are important, and especially as I mentioned the first day, one of the, the, the components, that means the efficient component, and the, 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 way, the way we, we could uh, make more efficient urban infrastructure, so, so the, the, the engineering approach is, is important, especially because city face huge challenge, um, you know, in terms of uh, uh, um, uh, adaptation, of climate, climate change adaptation, um, as you mentioned, unsustainable uh, mobility, etc. So, so, so digital technology could help us, but uh, it's just a mean, um, a mean to to help community to be more engaged and, and more aware about uh, uh, the, the impact of their individual decision and collective decision. So, mm -hmm. Professor Pamela Robinson had a really great input on that when she spoke at this institute uh, and she said, you know, smart cities are about efficiency, but efficiency to what end? So yeah. she really contrasted efficiency and quality of life, mm -hmm. which I really resonated with me, which is one of the kind of the key components of or the key feelings of uh, Kensington Market in the Toronto in Toronto mm -hmm. is about its grunge right it's mm -hmm. it's not this perfectly efficient you know clean you know urban utopia it's this yeah. wonderful place full of culture and uh, and that's what makes it wonderful so we need to make sure in our optimization of cities the efficiency right building this smart city that we really still consider the quality of life component yeah. <laughs> And, and just one, one example, in, in France in the 70s, based on uh, 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 
I, uh, I can't remember the name of, of this you know, architect, really well known, uh, Le Corbusier. Based on Le Corbusier's work, uh, they, they have built um, quite six or seven what they call Ville Nouvelle mm -hmm. so, uh, in, the, in the, the all around Paris. And um, so that was a really new city that has been built in the middle of nowhere, in, in the, the countryside, in, in, in rural and agri agricultural area. So, um, and it, it didn't really work. Hmm. Uh, there's no city here. It's just aggregation of building. Mm -hmm. hmm. No spirit, nothing hmm. that looks like urbanity. Mm -hmm. so, so you can't decide to build a city just because you put some <laughs> really efficient <laughs> infrastructure in terms of mm -hmm. mobility, in terms of um, uh, uh, organization of, of different uh, uh, land use. So land use planning has been, you know, really uh, 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 designed in order to allow uh, efficiency in, in all the different components. But it never worked. Never worked. Never. Where, where is it now? It, 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 it still exists, mm -hmm. but, but the dynamic of this kind of city, and what is really um, funny is that, for example, because my engineering school was located in one of the cities, in Evry, uh, which is one of the, the Ville Nouvelle, and they have decided uh, there to, uh, in order to uh, optimize every kind of transportation, they have decided to put each kind of uh, 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 transportation in, uh, in different levels. That means there, there's no um, uh, intersection between buses and, and uh, 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 walk, uh, walk away mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, uh, road for, um, for uh, a car. So no, no intersection. And the same for different uses. So the, the, there's place to live, place to uh, um, uh, market, place to the business, etc. Mm -hmm. And so, it, I mean, it doesn't work. So the play, some place has emerged, uh, uh, but not planned, just designed by the uses and users. And on this place, everything was mixed. You know. People have decided to uh, put some uh, uh, retail uh, and, and uh, apartments and, uh, and, and car park and, and uh, you know bus station and so so, so the, the mix uh, has emerged and uh, specific uh, uh, like act, uh, act places <laughs> has been designed with with no uh, urban plan uh, so so you know that means. Urbanity has emerged from itself because people have decided to live as we are supposed to live in a city. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 yeah. um, so I, I want to come back to this idea of the, the digital and, and open data and how that, you know, as Stefan I think was saying, influences the way we build community in, in cities. But I, I do want to push a little bit on, on sort of the consensus I'm hearing that smart cities are, are about the people, right? It's how we deliver services to the people. And so I, I, I agree that that's, that's a key component. Um, so what I would ask is, what does it mean if you're a resident in a city that is quote unquote smart, you know, whatever that means, um, versus you know, a, a city that is traditional or maybe transitioning out of being traditional. I mean, what does it mean for you in terms of 
the way you go about your life, the way you view your community, um, you know, in, the, in sort of the, the practical ways, or about, you know, these issues that I think Victoria raised, you know, sustainability, climate change, the big issues that cities are grappling with. Yeah, the lived experience is so important, but I think the important counter question is, who are you asking? Mm-hmm. Are you asking a middle class, uh, you know, suburbanite or urbanite with a smartphone and with a credit card? Because for them, it means Uber. Uh, is it somebody with an education? Because for them, it means open data and more opportunities for analysis and, and potential social innovation, right? So, or starting a social enterprise based on this increased access to information. Mm-hmm. But if you are somebody who does not have access to smartphones, uh, the education to analyze open data, I think the smart city would look like just more disenfranchised, more disenfranchi- being more disenfranchised. I mean, I think that's an excellent point, right? Because when we look at, at smart cities, we need to be able to have a very nuanced kind of understanding of the kind of socioeconomic uh, you know, disparities that actually exist um, across the cities and in different pockets of, of the city. Um, there's, you know, I think values of inclusivity and, you know, fairness and accessibility, I mean, that are at the core of the open data movement, actually, need to kind of integrate themselves into the vision of, of a smart city. So, you know, for, for us at Open North, when we talk about smart cities, we talk about open, smart, and resilient cities. And we look at those three, like, pillars in the way that we develop a vision and an approach to helping cities kind of move forward with that. Um, because or else you run the risk of like emphasizing one at the expense of the other and ultimately it's the going back to your point you know it's the kind of the human experience of the city that that suffers um and another point that i'll mention too in terms of like socioeconomic uh issues and issues of accessibility is when we collect data you know we need to talk more about data poverty in in our cities and kind of really having a clear understanding of what choices are we making when we collect data and who gets left out and who gets to tell the story of those residents and you know designing services on their behalf right so i think there's you know a big risk actually through smart cities and there's probably some evidence of that that it actually re- like it emphasizes and increases disparities between uh, marginalized communities yeah. and people that have access to smartphones and infrastructure and who can afford to buy the latest cool kind of you know gadget mm-hmm. uh, which are great but you know yeah. from a, a values-based kind of perspective which is at the core of the open data uh, movement um, smart cities can represent a lot of tension um, yeah. you know in enacting that vision and I remember uh, a few months ago a paper um, uh, entitled uh, Something like smart city doesn't smart city doesn't like poor, or I don't I don't know if you remember this paper, mm-hmm. but but that exactly what you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and and you you uh, uh, emphasize three uh, mm-hmm. um, open smart resilient. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I would suggest to add two more. Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, in, inclusion. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> I forget the, the fifth one. <laughs> so inclusion and um, ah, oh, can't remember. Actually. Sorry, uh, but inclusion is important. Inclusion is definitely important. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> 
because we, we, uh, we uh, two weeks ago we uh, I mentioned that yesterday we had this this workshop with a colleague from uh, Readaptation at Laval University mm -hmm. and uh, they have a FRQ SC the Quebec funding agency in uh, social science so we have a team funded by this agency uh, and the, 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 the name of the team is uh, social participation and uh, inclusive city mm. and the, the last progr scientific programmation uh, did not mention uh, smart city mm -hmm. but we are in a process of, of renewing our uh, asking for a, a, a renewal of our funding yeah. and we would like to put more emphasis on smart city and so we, uh, we had this uh, workshop and uh, the idea was to question to what extent a city could be smart without being inclusive. Right. And the, the answer was, no way. There's no way. <laughs> and, uh, and so yes, it's, the, it's, it's really important. And I, uh, I do not remember my fifth one, so maybe it's <laughs> back in my mind. We'll come back. <laughs> It's learning. Learning. Because ah, learning. Yeah, learning. Okay, Le yeah, yeah. A smart city should be a learning yeah, city. Sure. And in two ways. The first way is that uh, because of or based on, on uh, uh, technology, sensing, uh, uh, capability, we, we, we should be able to build an uh, uh, urban environment that uh, uh, provides better condition uh, to people to learn learn from each other, yeah. learn from uh, the city, mm -hmm. and so uh, we hope to be able to better understand and to be more aware about what uh, the city is and, and mm -hmm. what is the impact of their own and personal decision, the everyday life decision. Mm -hmm. And the, 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 the second uh, learning component is that city, because of the technology and because of the urban intelligence that should be built from the technology and from the engagement of the, the citizen. So this city should be able to to learn about uh, itself. Mm -hmm. you know? So it's mm -hmm. a it's a learning machine, not machine, but learning um, um, organism. Like a self-reflexive. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and probably and it's it's this component is very linked to the uh, res resiliency. Absolutely, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. essential so, to it. Man. So this is. And there's a, uh, you know, the, the, a lot of work has been done on learning city. It's, it's not new. Learning city is a, is a, uh, a field of, of study in, in urban science. But uh, I'm not sure that the, the, the link has really been made in between what, what is actually uh, done in smart city and what has been done uh, about mm -hmm. learning city. But I feel like we've talked about, like, now we're talking more about learning to a programmable city. And we've, yeah, and but, we've but kind of lost some elements yeah, of what you're talking about yeah, yeah. It's not by the, programmable cities. Not well, what's yeah. the difference there, if I can ask? Well, I mean, I just feel like, you know, programmable um, doesn't necessarily kind of uh, achieve what you're talking about from a self kind of learning city, yeah. right? Uh, and it could be more emphasized in terms of, you know, modeling and predictive analysis, which is all good. Yeah. But, you know, there are some limitations into those models in terms of, you know, the city's ability to kind of learn learn from itself. Yeah, and, and by learning from itself, that probably allowed to uh, um, uh, build a learning environment for people. Mm -hmm. Which, and the, the, the issue with program, programmable city is that it's, 
it's very based on algorithm. Yes, right. mm -hmm. And uh, yesterday we talked about algorithm, and algorithm are, are not the you know the the, the only way to achieve uh, uh, even if, to achieve efficiency. You know. mm -hmm. Well, it's what um, local logic, the company that yeah. presented. Uh, they said they wanted to maybe have a better metrics understanding of the safe city and understand safety and using algorithms and data to understand that. But we're not there yet. And the reason why is because all it does is often perpetuate stereotypes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's data is based on yeah. stereotypes. It's bad data. And, and so really you don't get a good sense of safety or we don't have a good way of measuring that from algorithms in this idea of smart city. You know, we're, we're learning, but sometimes there's really some kind of entrenched or embedded uh, stereotypes or in inequities uh, that really we need to continue to question mm -hmm. um, and revise uh, and, and really relearn almost, right? Not just taking what we know and, and learning more, but sometimes you just have to clean it all out and start from scratch. I mean, building on that, I mean, I think that there's a tendency when we talk about smart cities and innovation to focus on solutions, right? Mm -hmm. And so at Open North, what we like to do is to kind of take a step back and really yeah. look at how do we frame a problem right and like really working on a problem statement and then identifying you know what do we know or what do we think we know about that problem where does that information or data comes from what are the assumptions related to that are there ways of being able to collect data differently through existing data collection methods that could be tweaked in order to give us a fuller picture are there missed opportunities should we invent new ways of collecting data to add another layer to our understanding of what the problem is what has been tried before. So that kind of kind of process when framing a problem then becomes a way of engaging stakeholders tactically to be able to be inclusive in like getting some buy-in from communities of practice to kind of you know work together and have a, a common understanding of what they're trying to resolve. Or else we get too quickly into a new app, a new prototype, but mm. we're not asking those fundamental questions and kind of questioning ourselves in a self-reflective way. Yeah, yeah. Described. I really like that. And yeah. from innovation as just solutions to innovation is really like addressing the yeah. serious problem. Yeah. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah. GeoThoughts are brought to you by geothink.ca and generous funding from Canada's Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council.